You're listening to Stage, a very theatrical podcast, co-hosted by Fanasaki Shinidis and Ashley Harris. Hi, and welcome to Staged, a very theatrical podcast, episode four. My name is Ashley Harris. And my name is Thanasaki Shinidis. How'd I do? You did well this time. Good, good. I think this was my, like, my first time doing this. Yeah, your first time introducing us. Uh-huh. Maybe I should do it more. Yeah. Not bad. You want to do it, don't you? I mean, that's uh, fine. I'll let you have some. I'll I'll let you do it once in a while. Oh, Why my not? Fifteen minutes of fame. Why not? I'll give you some fame right there. Tension. Maybe I'll let you do it again. Tension. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. Thank you. So. So. How are you? I feel great. I feel new. Mm-hmm. I feel fresh. I'm glad to hear that. Fresh, exciting, like Excel the gum. Wow. Yeah. You really had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, how about you? How, how have you been? It's been good. I've been I've been good. It's mm-hmm. been a good week. Um, mm-hmm. I'm back to work. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank How's you. How's the week been at school? It's been busy. You know, mm-hmm. lots of teachers taking off. So, you know, it's been keeping me busy. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always busy doing something at work. So it's good. It's good, good to be back and slowly getting into my routine. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I hear you. Uh, I hear you. It's it's a, it's it's getting there. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, know. like when you get into routine, it's kind of like, especially after what, like, almost a year of mm-hmm. all of this, and then you're like, back at work, and you're yeah. just like, wait a minute. Yeah. What's going on here? Recalibrating. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, updating the new iOS in your brain. It, exactly, <laughs> rewiring all that to get back into that routine. Oh, yeah. But uh, we're here, and, uh, you know, I'm glad that we are able to make the time for another great episode. I, mm-hmm. I know we have a lot to talk about. Oh, we do have a lot to talk about. And lots of great stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I know that you're going to start us off today. I'm starting... Look at me, starting Again, things off. starting things off. Yeah, I kind of realized that I'm kind of, like, in the background. Yeah. And you're kind of, like, in the forefront, and I'm like... Heck no, I want to be in the forefront this week. Well, so there we go. Self-empowerment. I love it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm, it's, it's, it's good to have you uh, taking on some more... Responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> My literally looking for that word, so yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Let's kick it off. All we right. Have some there's a lot of movies, man. I people are really just <laughs> throwing ideas out there nonstop. It seems. I think it's because everyone's bored and yeah. there's nothing to do like in person. So the best we can do is communicate through movies. I I feel that way too. Yeah, I feel like we're kind of like reverting back to the old days without internet. Yeah. Right. Where film was like an escape. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't taken for granted like it is today. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. So, do you remember, do you remember, um, 1939's Wizard of Oz? Yes. How can I forget? That was a movie that we all... I mean, I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> remember 1939? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, I'm not that old yet. You know, I'm not that old. But, uh... Eight months younger, <laughs> eighty years older, you know. Yeah, yeah. Two different. 
but uh, I do know the movie very well. I've seen yeah. it, as I'm, I mean, most of us have. I would Judy be Garland very concerned Dorothy. if someone did not see the movie at least once in their lifetime. Yeah. I'd be very concerned. I'd be especially concerned for our theater people if they've never seen The Wizard of Oz. If you're a theater goer and you're listening to this and you've not seen The Wizard of Oz... Turn off this podcast. Uh, go find a version somewhere. And watch it. And watch. I'm, it, I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. No. And then come back. But and find... Go Amazon a DVD or something or like... <laughs> Borrow it from a friend. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure your friend has I'm pretty it. sure you have like five friends who have access to The Wizard of Oz from 1939. And please just spend the two hours sitting and watching Judy Garland and the rest of them. Yeah. And then come... Come back. And finish this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're, we're about to tell you some interesting news. Yeah. We're pushing it about almost five minutes into it. So please... Stop here in five minutes and just just bookmark it. So, moving on, Wizard of Oz. Um, so we all know the books, we know the movies. Um, how how do you feel about a remake of a, it? A remake. Yeah. You know that classic saying of if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's an interesting thought, and I, it would be interesting to see what you can do with that film today. Yeah. I know there's been a lot of remakes of a lot of the older movies, and mm-hmm. some of them have done well. Some of them... Um, not could, so well. Not so well. <laughs> uh, for example, like Dirty Dancing um, oh, was a remake, and that should have never been don't, touched. Don't talk about no. that. That remake was... Don't, don't ever talk to me about the dirty dancing remake yeah so that's again. what i mean is it's very hit and miss but yeah. you know i think there's a lot we can do these days uh-huh. with wizard of oz yeah especially with the technology available today that wasn't available then yeah yeah i mean the idea of a 2021 announcement for a remake how does that make you feel I'm intrigued. Okay. I definitely would check it out. Okay. Why? What's going on? Tell us. Uh, well, <laughs> um, so this month, recently, this week, um, we have had an announcement for a new adaptation of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. And this is going to be directed by Nicole Castle. So she's an American film and television director. Um, she's known for, um, her executive producing and directing in Watchmen, the series. Oh, okay. Um, she's also been a director, um, for Better Call Saul. She's been a director for Suits, Cold Case, The Woodsman. So relatively notable names on TV. TV shows and movies, yeah. Yeah. So we have Nicole, Miss Castle, doing a, uh, a remake of... The Wizard of Oz. We don't have much information about what's going to happen, um, but we do know that there have been adaptations of The Wizard of Oz, as we've said earlier, um, especially Wicked. Yes. Being a like a kind of crossover story. And I know there's been talk about being a Wicked film, you know, being 
in in the making and yeah you know we did talk about that um kind of being out there right now so yeah exactly so the idea of having something else as part of the Wizard of Oz family, I mean, it's it's mm. an interesting addition. I love the books and I yeah. love the the entire the entire saga, I guess I can call it. Yeah. Um so this is going to be interesting. So there's no there's no official release date on it yet. There's no information that I have so far on it. I'm going through Wikipedia. Um doesn't really give much information. It kind of just redirects to the Wonderful Wizard of Oz page on Wikipedia. So there's not much information yet. So that's kind of just on the So right now it's kind of being It's an idea. It's an idea and it's, it's being an idea. Built. It's 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 yeah. an announcement. I, I don't think there's much of a cast for it already. Not yet, yeah. So um So it's we'll, in the making. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll be this is a TB tbc sort of situation it's interesting because you know um talking about wizard of oz you know um i've had the opportunity uh in 2012 to see the musical the wizard of oz which is the andrew lloyd weber's take on the movie Uh um it opened in london's west end in 2011 Uh um with Michael Crawford as the the wizard, mm-hmm. uh, Phantom he played, mm-hmm. and uh, in twenty twelve we had that whole uh, searching for Dorothy thing with CBC and mm-hmm. over called over the rainbow and picking out who our Dorothy would be, and um, yeah, Mervish did it here in Toronto and mm-hmm. it was a very cool take on Oz and mm-hmm. the the whole show was incredibly uh, thought out, mm-hmm. so you know. It did really well here, and it did really well in the West End. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be interesting to see what we can do today mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, again, like the technology that we have yeah. and um, the new kind of uh, directors that are coming out. Yeah. I mean, thinking about it, we have The Wiz as well. That's right. As an adaptation um, yeah. of The Wizard of Oz. So um, with Wicked and The Wiz and, you know, the productions as you've mentioned uh back in the early 2010s and we have the movies and we have i'm pretty sure i've seen a tv show somewhere yeah and um, there's the return to oz yeah, the disney movie that too, from the 80s disney that was so, yeah you know, so there's a lot of creativity a lot of cartoons based on wizard of oz yeah yeah you know and it's 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 a great story i mean the world of oz is huge it's you can almost eat. as big as the Wizarding World of Harry yeah. Potter. If I feel you think like... about it, Oz is like Narnia. <laughs> Oz is like Hogwarts and the Wizarding World. Without you know, the closet, I mean, it's exactly. the house, <laughs> literally. But you know, that's that's going yeah. to say Liz. Oz is its own world as well. Yeah. Um, or Middle Earth in Lord of the Rings. So it's really interesting. So I'm yeah. I'm excited to see if it does happen. What will happen? Yeah. Yeah. As am I. So it'll be it'll be cool. Yeah. So, yeah, what do you have on your end? So, I'm going to be discussing sort of the state of Broadway for February 2021 and what's kind of going on right now. Um, and this is from broadwayworld.com. So, a lot of questions are kind of being answered right now for this month, mm-hmm. such as, what is the latest on the Tony Awards? So, we know that there's nominations happening. Yeah, we've mentioned a couple weeks ago about that, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's correct. So, what's going on about that? So, the Broadway League and the American Theatre Wing revealed that the delayed Tony Awards ceremony will be scheduled in coordination with the reopening of Broadway, and that voting will take place from March 1st still to March 15th, as I had discussed last time right. in our first podcast. Right, right. Um, so... That's going to be happening. So it's expected that around 784 voters will be able to cast their votes. 
for the season that began in April 2019 mm-hmm. and ended prematurely in February 2020. So any show that kind of ran from that time until up until they Broadway closed um, yeah. and the pandemic started, yeah. pretty much. So uh, the Tony administrators are deciding that, you know, th- the shows which opened from February, February 19th would be eligible for the awards mm-hmm. um, because not enough voters had seen the shows that opened later. Yeah, well... Understandably. Yeah. Um, so does that mean that it's it's a stupid question, but are are the Tonys happening as soon as Broadway reopens? That's the understanding is we don't have again a date for the Tonys. Mm-hmm. But the understanding is that the awards will go on when Broadway reopens. Whenever it does. Yeah, but it's gonna be for those shows from April twenty nineteen until oh, good. March. Good, yeah. good. I think I I think I was speculating a couple weeks ago. I think we were speculating about what the criteria was gonna be, when yeah. it would be done. So now we have a, a little bit more of a clear That's understanding. Good. That's which good. is good. Um so sadly there are some shows that are not gonna be coming back. So, you know, which Broadway shows are not coming back pretty much. Uh-huh. Uh the latest closing announcement, which is a bittersweet because I would have loved to see this show on Broadway, is the uh, closing of Mean Girls. Mean Girls, yeah, yeah. Which will not be reopening as a result of the continued shutdown, unfortunately. Yeah. Even though I'm sure it would have been doing really well still. You know, we were we were actually, I think planning. this was last year, or we were a, a year and a half March. ago. Yeah. We, were, yeah. we were planning on actually heading over. Yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah. So the show um, played its final performance on Wednesday evening, March 11th. 2020 and it played over 805 performances uh 29 previews in a record-setting run at the august wilson theater and this includes previously announced closures which include frozen as well as hangman and who's afraid of virginia wolf both of which never officially opened um not saying that frozen is closed for definite because that's not what i've heard but (laughs) i was like what no way a big show like frozen that's a show. That's that, big. That's a big show. That's big. Yeah. Well, just like Mean Girls, a big show. But the national tour is still going to be happening. So okay. we will hopefully get the chance to see it again. Okay, and hopefully crossed. we'll come back to Broadway soon. Mm-hmm. Um, some other shows, again, that will joined in are the lesser known, or which never officially opened, actually, um, is Hangman and Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. They were set to have their um, previews and whatnot, but they never officially opened. Mm. That's unfortunate. That's very sad. Yeah. Yeah, and also we have Beetlejuice, which also played their final performances in 2020, mm-hmm. um, even though they had a lot of these shows that were closing were slated to end in late spring, had to prematurely end because of COVID. Wow. Wow. Yeah. This is so devastating. It is. It is very devastating. Um, but... Again, there are shows that are slated to return, so that's really important to remember is that there are shows that will be coming back. Um, we have quite a few shows. Um, as of June 2020, you know, the Lehman Trilogy was still hoping to open on Broadway, but mm-hmm. at a different theater. As of 20, October 2020, the premiere of the Michael Jackson the Musical or MJ the Musical has been postponed until fall of 2021 which will hopefully open then. That'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We also have The Music Man, which uh, has announced that previews will begin December 20th, 2021. Classic. And is slated to open for February 10th, 
2022. So in exactly a year. Yeah, on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Also, tickets for Mrs. Doubtfire will be starting mm-hmm. January, sorry, June 1st of 2021 as well. And the last show that I should probably mention is, again, Jagged Little Pill. Right. The uh, Alanis Morissette That's one. That's correct. And that mm-hmm. tickets will be on sale June 1st, 2021. I actually might see it out of curiosity just yeah. to see what's going on. So a lot of shows will still be returning that are still staged. And including in that is Aladdin, Book of Mormon, Chicago, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Come From Away, uh, Dear Evan Hansen, Phantom of the Opera, Lion King, Moulin Rouge, the Tina Turner musical, uh, Wicked. So we have quite a few Hades Town. So a lot of shows will be returning. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Mm-hmm. So lots of those old shows are still coming back. So that's something to um, remember. So we've lost some, but we're going to be gaining some new ones and some old ones as well. Still, that'll be with us. I always feel that happens. Whenever you lose something, it just makes way for something new. Yeah. Or something, something better. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. It, you know, even though we have these losses, um, you know, it's kind of like the light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And hearing this is, is, is hopeful, too, because it shows that we're slowly on track for yeah. a, a nice reopening of Broadway. And I'm definitely excited to go back to New York s- as soon as it's all clear. Yeah, I'm ready to cross the border, too. It's right there. It is. It's literally New York's two literally. hours away from here. <laughs> It's right there. New York State's literally right there, and we can't even go. No. So, I'm you know, upset. I'm, I'm upset. ready. I'm ready to hit the I theater. I am ready again. to. I am ready to. Go see Phantom for my 15th time. <laughs> Among other shows, I Do promise. you ever get tired of it? Nope. Yeah, I, I knew that was the answer. <laughs> anyway, so... So let's talk about the movie we literally saw before before this. Yes, tell us. Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney Houston. Yeah, we kind of we kind of left this until the last moment. We thought it we thought it was would be best to have a fresh mind yeah. with the movie and then come to the podcast and say, "Hey, this is what happened. This is what we thought." So what do you think about it? Well, what did you think about it? Oh, you're going to answer my question with a question. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> what did you think? I am... Um, I, you know what? It was, it was innocent. It was... It's, it was, it's it was a good. It was a good run. Yeah. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, we're history buffs. So like the period clothing and the setting was kind of irking me a little bit, you know. Other than that, like... Yeah, it was confusing to me. I, you said Cinderella's a French story. Um, it was strange that uh, Jason Alexander's character, who played, like, the butler... Had, like, uh, an Italian accent. Had an Italian accent, but it, it takes place in France, but everyone else had, like, a normal... Didn't have an accent, I would say. Everyone except for him. So, you know, there's a lot of, a couple things I was like, oh, what's going on? Look, know, look, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not slamming the movie, okay? The movie was great. It was great. It was a lot it of was, fun. It was fun. I loved it. Whitney Houston is a, is a queen, has always been, will always be a queen. Oh, that, okay. yeah. Always, so. Felt chills watching her sing. Oh, especially Impossible, like the finale. The, the riffs that she, her classic Ooh. Whitney riffs. And Whitney's her like. signature. My, my vocal, like inspiration yeah, i saw you smiling there i was i was a mess you were I, I loving tr- that. tried so hard to anyway <laughs> <laughs> um so we saw that and 
unanimously it was it was a yes yeah. it was a yes um so after that we watched a medley by Todrick Hall and for anybody who's been on social media in the last few years and is big with Broadway or theater you have probably heard of Todrick or RuPaul's Drag Race he's that been too. a uh, he's been a judge on there that quite too. a few times quite a few. He throughout loves, the years he loves, he loves, the drag, loves race. drag Race and oh, yeah. of course because of if you knew Todrick did play Lola in Kinky Boots mm-hmm. uh, back on Broadway so he really loves the drag scene and he's he's, oh, yeah. he's a Amazing dancer, choreographer, singer. Yeah. For those of you who don't know who Todrick Hall is, um, I encourage you to go to YouTube and watch the Cell Block Tango yes. that he made. Um, that was, that's your first, that's your homework. That video in particular. Yeah. That's your homework for Todrick Hall. Um, over 3 million subscribers, over 650 million views worldwide. Huge, huge name in in recent Broadway and theater. So Todrick, along with the lead character, Cinderella's Brandy, did a medley. And we watched it. And what did you think? It, that reunion was oh my incredible. Gosh. I had a fresh take on the classic Rogers and Hammerstein's music. Um, the medley worked so beautifully together. Um, Revisiting yeah. the cast of the movie. Yeah. I loved it. And I was looking for it on Apple Music <laughs> and Spotify because <laughs> I was like, I need this medley and it's not there. Oh. So I'm hoping it'll someone or something will happen that it ends up there because I, I'm telling you, I loved this medley that was put together by Todrick. I think I think he uploads the um the audio onto his platforms okay. so yeah i think you might see it i think it's new because the yeah. release was today yeah so um but that was great can we I talk ha- about her dress okay 20 yeah four years later and this girl still fits in her brandy costume. is in her respectable 40s okay she was what was it? What did we calculate? She was 18? like 18, 17 and a half, 17, 18. 18 when this yeah. movie was filmed yeah. and then released at the time. So yeah. for me, as somebody who's in her late 20s and I'm not able to fit in the things that I wore when I was 17. Well, I'd be concerned <laughs> because you, <laughs> but no, no, Brandy, no. Uh, this, you um, know, we're talking 20 years ago, wow. right? She must do a 24 lot of years like, ago. cardio and yeah. like work out and eat right. Like that's a goal. She, as a woman. yeah. And she looks good. She still oh, yeah. looks amazing. She I want looks girl, the same. Brandy, if you're listening to this, if you ever hear, tell you us, ever discover if us? you ever discover us, what is your skin routine secret? Because sure girl, gonna, you like, look amazing. Be humble about it and be like eh, nothing, nothing special, <laughs> nothing important. I'll be like, she girl, looks please, so good. Drop honestly. your skincare routine. Yeah, she looks amazing. Everyone looked amazing. Um, it was nice because we had a nice kind of reunion near at right at the end where all the main characters were brought back to sing a part of Todrick's medley. Yeah, I mean, we saw everybody. We saw Victor Garber. We saw. 
Paolo Montalban, Jason Alexander, Bernadette Peters, Van Cox, and Whoopi Goldberg in it. Like, it's it's tough. Okay, it's tough when you're streaming these things, and then you film it, and then you kind of, like, mash it together. It, It was tough, but it somehow worked. It worked. Yeah, it worked. for what it is. For what it, it was. It did work, yeah. yeah. It came together nicely. Yeah. I think this was a nice, cute little reunion. It and was. And in honor, I mean, unfortunately, we, we don't have Whitney. Yeah, it and was. And uh, I wish I could say otherwise as one of Whitney's biggest fans, but this is not the case. Yeah. So, that, that it was nice. I liked it. I might actually watch it again after this. <laughs> I want them to put on Apple Music so I can download it. I know it. you do. Yeah. Do you want to put it in your playlist? I do. Drive to work My Broadway it. playlist. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. It was a very beautiful medley. The movie's great. You know, it's it's Disney. It's it's clean and classic. It's mm-hmm. It's got all your fun, favorite, whimsical, you know, magical moments in it. And it's a classic Rodgers and Hammerstein's musical, so... Can't go yeah, wrong. Same yeah. writer as The Sound of Music, South Pacific. If you can put past, like, the whole history thing. We're, I'm just being picky. Oh, yeah. We're just being picky. Also, can we, can we talk about how there's a queen in this version quickly? And there's no queen in any other version ever. Exactly. Ever times. So, I don't know what they were trying to go for here, but you know what? It's Whoopi Goldberg, so I'll let it pass. I'm not mad. <laughs> I'll let I'm it, not I'll let it mad. go this time. Who's going to be mad at no, Whoopi Goldberg? You can't be mad at Whoopi Goldberg. You cannot be. Whoopi Goldberg was an amazing queen yeah. in this. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah. It was a great, it was a great movie overall. Yeah. 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 So another really interesting news is that there's a new children's book that is being released called B is for Broadway by John Robert Allman. And it's a follow-up to his previous book called A is for Audra. Hmm. Yeah. So the new children's book is illustrated by Peter Emmerich, and it shines a spotlight on theater artists on stage and, and off as well. Huh. So, wow. I mean, I would I would have loved that as a kid. Me too. I think any theater kid would appreciate this book. And yeah. And I'd appreciate it today as well. Uh, I mean, we'll still buy it anyway. I'm still going to get it. <laughs> I mean, as a music teacher, it's something I'd love to have part of my, you know, agenda mm-hmm. or my, you know books or curriculum whatever yeah. you want to call it mm-hmm. um just to have available because i think it's it's a great book and it's a great idea to, for kids who want to know a little bit more about broadway and broadway musicals and whatnot mm-hmm. um yeah so it is for audra did so well that you know the writer decided hey why not let's release another one and he said uh to play uh, according to playable.com that we're now also profiling so many wonderful people behind the scenes, so it's giving kids the opportunity to say, well, that's something I'd want to do, or I'd find that interesting as well. Mm-hmm. So seeing kind of what happens behind the scenes um, on and off stage in, in terms of Broadway, it's giving them an opportunity through pictures and words to see that Broadway is actually a lot of fun, that singing in theater is actually a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool way through pictures and and stories to to see that Broadway is an enjoyable thing. I I think that's a wonderful way to incorporate the knowledge of just basic Broadway facts to to a newer generation. I think that yeah. Um, with the newer generations, I think they're more visual. With social media, they're much more visual and hands on. So this is this is a wonderful way. I know that growing up with picture books, I think anyone growing up with picture books can mm. attest to 
how effective it is. I remember picture books to this day and what they look like and what the words were with them. So this is good. This is amazing. Yep. It's going to be, it's slated to be released, the book, for October 12th of okay. this year. And, you know, it's a first step in ensuring young theater lovers are carefully taught um, about Broadway. So, uh, as Alman puts it, it's designed to be an overture to more learning. Mm-hmm. You're pretty much getting a taste for these people, these shows, these stories that are being uh, taught through OBs from Broadway. So, it's a really immersive way to get kids involved and to appreciate and hopefully become part of theater and make theater part of their lives as well. Love so I am definitely going to be getting this book. I think I'm going to grab it as well. Well, I and guess... And I might even grab A for Audra. I definitely will be as well. Yeah. Because <laughs> I do not have that book either. I don't. I'd love to know what's in that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very intrigued. So I, I think you're taking us on a journey. I am. We're taking a little flight from Broadway over to another part of the world. We are going to the West End for my bit. Just across the pond. Across the pond, yes. yes it's a hop, skip, the... and a jump. <laughs> <laughs> love it. We're not making fun of it. We love the accent. Uh, we use it all the time in Canada because we love you guys. Yeah. Still. So, so we're across the pond. We're, we're across the pond. At the West, in the West End in London. So yes. what's going on in the West End right so, now? So, um... Have you heard of the 2013 musical First Date? I have. Okay. Great so, music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the original starred Zachary Levi from Tangled. Yep. Flynn Rider. Um, and also had Krista Rodriguez from Spring Awakening. That musical um, debuted in 2013. So the musical that debuted in 2013 also debuted in October 2020. And this was a virtual production by Lambert Jackson Productions and Crazy Cox uh, down in London. That stars Samantha Barks from Les Mis. That's Pretty Woman. Yeah. Yeah. As well as the West End's Frozen. Oh, the upcoming uh, Disney's uh, Frozen. Oh, yes. That's right. I mean, if the Broadway one is down and out. There's always the oh, West End usually the West End will follow. Oh, yeah. Yes. Always. Always. Um, so we have Samantha Barks as Casey, and we have Simon Lipkin from Avenue Q as Aaron. So Casey and Aaron are the two protagonists. Aaron is a tightly wound individual, and Casey is the cool girl. Um, and they meet during a hilarious dinner, served sides of Google background checks, uh, fake emergency phone calls and bad boy and uptown girl exes. So it's a lot of fun. So it's one of those dates. It's one, it's of, one of those stories. Yeah. So it's that kind of first date that you yeah. take home and tell your grandchildren years down the line. And so it's a crazy musical with a lot of laughs and a lot of sentimentality. Um, I personally haven't seen it. You said you've listened to it. I have heard the album. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's it's a fun show. I'd love to see it if it ever came around again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, same, honestly. Um, but there is a global stream that began today, February mm-hmm. 12th, at the time of recording this, um, on Broadway HD. So that October virtual production it's is now, now available. available. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, so that's exciting. There's there's a lot of new movies everywhere. Yeah, a lot of streaming. Yeah. It's kind of letting, you know, people know that we're still here. Broadway, West End, you know, we're still here. Kind we of. haven't gone anywhere. Kind of. 
and we're, you know, we're still alive and, and thriving, but yeah. we're just on a short pause right now in terms of actual live theater. But, yeah. you know, it's just a way of keeping us kind of on our toes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So... A little bit of fun facts, I think, is always uh, is always good to. I love this part. And I learned so much. I learned so much. During there's always this something. Part. I mean, hey, there's always something new to learn. And then, what happened today? What happened in theater history on February twelfth? You know, who random day? Nothing. Not anything exciting of a day. Well, get on with it. So, <laughs> without further ado, mm-hmm. <laughs> here we go. So February twelfth. In 1967, Michael Crawford, oh. our phantom, uh-huh. Lynn Redgrave, and Geraldine Page starred in Peter Schaefer's Black Comedy. Black Comedy. Yes, that's right. Uh, I've in never London. Heard of that. So, Black Comedy. Yeah, so it's a one act farce by Peter Schaefer, first performed in 1965, as I said. Uh-huh. And the premise of the piece is that light and dark are transposed, so that when the stage is lit, the cast are supposed to be in darkness, and only when the stage is dark are they supposed to be able to see each other in, and their surroundings. I'm already confused. I, yes. I think I you think would that's have the to, point. I think it's a <laughs> visual thing. Yes, I, I think mean, it's a show that you need to kind of see visually. Yeah. Oh, it, it's, it, it only ran in the 60s? From what I understand, it only ran in the 60s. Oh. Womp womp. That's okay. Just say it confidently. Usually it 68, 65, oh. 68, 76 revival. Yes, yeah, so 1965 was the first, as I said. Uh, yes, it was revived in London in 1976. Mm-hmm. Um, it was once again revived. And then the 1993... Broadway revival as well. Mm-hmm. There was a 98 London revival again, and that's the only last time that it's been revived. So, so far. it's only been around a few times. Yeah, it's been around a few times. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, a few other interesting things that has happened. Um, 1958, Laurence Olivier, the late great... Yes. Who was married to the late Vivian Lee. Yes. Starred on Broadway in John Osborne's bitter drama, The Entertainer, playing a faded music hall star who represents post-war England. Hmm. Yes, sir. Interesting. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. And then in 2019, Ivo Van Hove directed a stage adaption of All About Eve. Really? Yeah. I love that movie. Yes. That classic film. Oh my god, I love that movie. Yeah, and it opened at the London's Noel Coward Theatre. Gillian Anderson and Lily James. You know Lily James, right? From mm-hmm. Downton Abbey, everywhere. Cinderella. Everywhere. Everywhere. On Netflix right now. I mean, <laughs> she's great. Right. I she's love her. I love her actress. as an actress. She's an amazing actress. And so, uh, stars as Margot Chaining and Eve Harrington. The roles originated by... Betty Davis and Anne Baxter in the Oscar-winning film. Huh. And we have a birthday today, and it's Christina Ricci. No way. Yeah, born 1980 on February 12th. Wow, 31? No, 41. 41. Yeah, she's 41. I'm scared. (laughs) Oh, it's our generation that's turning 30. 30. Yes, ma'am. Uh-oh. Let's not talk about that right now. (laughs) But so those are the things that have happened on Broadway in the last 
couple years on February 12th. Ah, well, this is going to be exciting. You're just going to keep doing this. I think, why not? Yeah, may as well, just on this day. Yeah, on yeah. this day. Let's do it. Let's do it. Awesome. So. It's my turn. It's your turn. It's my turn. And I'm assuming it's quiz time. Yeah. <laughs> is it my turn? <laughs> I am so excited. This is this is called the Extremely Hard Musical Theater Quiz. Oh my god. I don't know if I'm ready. I am so ready for this right now. I need to prepare myself. Mm, and um, I've gone through these questions, and let me tell you, they're not—they're not easy, at all. So I hope you know your Broadway. I told you I was coming in hard last week. All right, let's do it. All right, and so, as a disclaimer, we yeah. have to just select the multiple choice first. Okay. And then we press submit. Oh and God. then we see how we do. So okay. we're going to be anxious the whole time. Okay, here Whoa. we go. I'm scared. Yeah. All right, let's do um, yes. this. Okay, question one. Okay. And there are six options. In hair, what semester is Sheila Franklin in at NYU? First semester, second semester, third semester, fourth semester. Sheila does not go to NYU or there is no Sheila Franklin in hair. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, told you, okay. I don't play these games. Wow. I don't play games. Well, I'm going to have to go hard on you next time, too, then. Fine, whatever. See how you can I'm do. I'm probably going to pass it, like, always. Sure, we'll see about that. Hmm. hmm. All right, so, because it takes place late in the year i want to say second semester all right putting in second semester okay okay question two what musical includes the line life in living color let me take you for a ride les mis in living color anything goes catch me if you can sweeney todd or fiddler on the roof catch me if you can all right number three and you say you love Rent. So, what song is entirely cut out in the school version of Rent? Oh out God. Tonight? I don't know. Out Tonight? <laughs> Christmas Bells? Over the Moon? La Vie Bohème? Tango? Maureen? Or Contact? You're a teacher. What would you say would be out of Rent? Well, I wouldn't cut out La Vie Bohème. That's like the iconic song. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Ooh. This one's hard. I'd, I'd never, to be honest, I've never seen or even looked at the school version of Rent to know this. I've never seen a production of the school version of Rent. Neither have I. <laughs> I'm just going to go with my gut and so with, go with Contact. Contact. Just I, my gut. Okay. With that one. You got to trust your gut on this. Yeah. Gut feeling on this okay. one. So number four, what musical has songs titled Dawn of Anguish and The Well? Sweeney Todd, Hair, Les Mis, Cats, The Lion King, or The Producers. I'm actually trying to figure this one out too. I'm trying to like Songs zero out everything. Titled Dawn of Anguish. No cheating. Not cheating. Okay. The song's titled Dawn of Anguish? Mm-hmm. And The Well. Okay, there's no well in The Lion King. Okay. 
Just cancel out everything. Yeah, I'm just going to cancel out. Producers, there's no talk about a well. Cats? Never. Lemus? Possibly. Sweeney Todd? Possibly. Hair? No. No. Okay, so it's between Lemus and Sweeney Todd. Mm. Dawn of Anguish. And, and the well. well. I think I might know. I think I know. Mm-hmm. Lemus. Cosette has to go get water from the well. Cosette, <laughs> go get water from the well. We'll see, we'll see. We're almost oh, done. Oh, please, oh, please don't send me out in the There are dog. ten questions, so we're only halfway there. I'll forget to be nice. So go and fetch some water from the well. Okay. Yes, I got it. <laughs> well, we know the answer to that one. All right, all right. Number five. In Sweeney Todd, and I love Sweeney Todd, so I know this one. What tune does Mrs. Levitt play to drown out Toby? Polly Plunkett? Row, row, row the boat? The Itsy Bitsy Spider? God, that's good? A Little Priest? Or The Ballad of Sweeney Todd? Does she play? So she doesn't sing this. She plays it. If you were Mrs. Lovett and an annoying 12-year-old kid, I don't know how old Toby is, an annoying 12-year-old kid just couldn't stop talking. Mm-hmm. What would you play? Row, row, row your boat. Or the Itsy Bitsy Spider. Okay. Itsy Bitsy Spider, your final answer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay, moving on. Number six. What musical features a cross-dressing man who calls someone a flower pot? La Cage? Cabaret? Chicago? Rent? The producers, or hair? Cross-dressing. Okay, Lacage has a lot of cross-dressing and, like, drag. Hair does not. That I remember. Mm-hmm. The producers, no. Chicago doesn't have cross-dressing either. Neither does... Oh, wait. Rent has a drag queen in it. Cabaret could... Mm. There's a few contenders here. I'm going to go with Lacage. Lacage. Yeah. Oh my gosh, did did my did my North American voice just call it Lacage? Y- yeah. I wow. Okay, so French is my second language. I did not process that properly. Okay. Um moving on, number 7. Which is the correct lyric from The Scottsboro Boys? Come men singing Chattanooga. Commencing in Chattanooga. Come, men, sing in Chattanooga. Commence singing in Chattanooga. Come and sing in Chattanooga. Or come in singing Chattanooga. I've seen this. I mean, I haven't seen it. I know the music. It's commencing in Chattanooga. Which one? Commencing. Like Commence. commencing. Like the word commencing <laughs> in Chattanooga. That one? Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's that one. I've, I think, like, yeah. saying that six times, I've forgotten the meaning of chattanooga and commencing you know when you say a word so many times you're like you're like what does it mean is this a word this is the real word okay number eight you might know this one i think uh, yeah i already know the answer to this one what musical won the 2011 tony award for best musical anything goes how to succeed in business without really trying sister act catch me if you can book of mormon or priscilla queen of the desert it's book of mormon (laughs) okay you might also get this one too number nine in hairspray 
what gender plays Edna Turnblad? A male. I didn't even have to say that because it's an, it's an obvious I mean, one. It's this an is, obvious one. I mean, I've seen Harvey Firestein, oh, John yeah. Travolta. Yeah, 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 yeah. Number 10. What musical includes the song that goes like this? The Producers, Cabaret, The Drowsy Chaperone, Anything Goes, Avenue Q, or Spamalot? I want to say to The Drowsy Chaperone. All right, that's 10. Ooh, okay, let's Are see. Are you ready? How many did I get wrong? I thought you got them all wrong. <gasps> you got 70% right? Really? What? Oh, I'm surprised. Okay, let's see the answers. Few oh, answers. That was hard. Wow. You got hair right. You got catch me if you can. Oh, I got contact right. You got contact right. Okay. Okay. So Polly Plunkett. Oh, you got Les Mis right, uh, by the yeah. way, obviously. The well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Polly Plunkett. Oh, it was Polly Plunkett. Yeah, for Mrs. Lovett playing to drown out Toby. Oh, I've never okay. actually heard of this before. I didn't know that. Never heard Polly Plunkett before. No. Interesting. Huh. So the cross-dressing man is hair. I had a feeling. I mean, flower pot and hair kind of. Yeah. But you know, what? that was, that kind of threw me off because yeah. cross-dressing, like I saw like cash and I was like, for sure. But wow. I didn't yeah. even think of hair. Um, Scottsboro Boys, you were right. Commencing in Chattanooga. Yeah. Best musical, obviously, was Book of Mormon. We all knew this. Um, Hairspray, obviously, a male. And Spamalot. Oh, Spamalot. The song that goes right. like that. I, I'm not surprised because I'm not surprised they always either. have those like really silly titles well, of things. And the thing is, Jersey Chaperone is also a comedy, so I was, it was between that one and the other, and I just couldn't remember which one it was that had that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Oh. Wow, good job. You, you passed. Good for me. You got a B. You're actually wow. pretty great at this. Well, I mean, it's Broadway. Oh, it's Broadway. <laughs> well, and expect a hard one. It's Broadway. Expect a hard one next week for yourself, ma'am. So better ma'am. brush up on all your Broadway. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm eight months younger than you. Exactly, you're ma'am. <gasps> you're still younger, ma'am. Oh, wow. All right, so. Wow. Yeah, you'll get over it one day. Wow. So, <laughs> song theme of the day. <laughs> the week i should i should just say the song theme of the week we should call it i guess so because we take a week, week to yeah. think about this yeah so our song theme of the week is a song set at or about nighttime i had to think about this one it's hard well i chose mine very quickly oh of course yeah <laughs> i feel like you chose this one just because it's easy for you no but it's like it's a no-brainer I mean, any theater person would probably think of it, it. literally, but it's a no-brainer, and it's a beautiful song. Yeah, it is. So, I'll go first. So, the song I chose is Music of the Night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably gave it away when she said night. But yes, it is a gorgeous song, though. Mm -hmm. It's so soothing, and it's dark, but mysterious, but also has passion to Mm -hmm. it. I love singing it. Oh, all the time. I know, well, I know. you helped me and you helped me work on it many times yeah. who knows maybe I'll sing it here for them one day but not not anytime soon maybe I'll sing it for them our audience sometime oh, but not anytime soon please don't torture our listeners please <laughs> it's not that bad uh, anyway anyway what's your favorite song memory that's a beautiful song, too. Looks yeah. like we're all about Weber today <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's Weber I mean you can't you can't be mad at it um, memory is a song that I hold close to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, it always it just gets my emotions 
riled up. Mm-hmm. It's such a passionate song, and mm-hmm. it comes from a place of despair and hurt, mm-hmm. but also enlightenment. And hope. And hope. Yeah. Exactly. So it's kind of like, it, it, it kind of just, it's hard to explain. But every time I sing it, and I've sung it for many competitions, exams, shows, yeah, coffee, it's a common houses, household it's a, yeah. name kind of song. Cats, memory. When you hear cats, that's yeah. usually the song you remember. It's a memory. Memory. That's like song. the song. Yeah. Of it's cats. A beautiful song. Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's that's me. Cats. I mean, it took place in the middle of the night. Yeah, it did. So, that's right. There you go. There you go. Beautiful song. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah, we had, we had a good show today. Yeah, we. I think that's it. <laughs> we're gonna give ourselves some self assurance every week. <laughs> it was a good show, guys. I think no. it was great. I mean, well, we hope it's. A I good mean, show. if you liked it, then I liked well, it. Well, that's the thing. Is at the end of the day, you know, it's all about you guys, and we hope yeah. that you are enjoying this. And yeah. again, we do appreciate you listening and taking the time, and also making time maybe to give us a review or some feedback on what we can improve on we can include less do more of do less of we're always open to suggestions and improvements yeah i mean the sport is really really nice yeah so we really appreciate your listenership i think is the word i mean viewership is the the word but you're not watching anyway so we really appreciate you you all listening so thank you yes thank you very much Mm -hmm. so without further ado that concludes our show that's it that's it for this week yeah so we hope you all have a good rest of the weekend Mm -hmm. and well it's friday when we're recording this but this will be up on tuesday yeah yeah so have a good week have a good week and we'll see you next week yes with some more exciting news facts trivia it's gonna be a fun another fun show definitely So my name is Thanasaki. And I am Ashley. And thank you for listening to Staged, a very theatrical podcast. Da-da-da-da! Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Staged, a very theatrical podcast, co-hosted by Thanasaki Shanitas and Ashley Harris. Staged, a very theatrical podcast, can be found wherever podcasts are available.